0: You know, you know, I know, you know, I'll let you know soon. You know, 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 Good morning, Jonathan.
1: Good morning, Jonathan. Yes,
2: we got a very, very, very special gift. In fact, it does not get you more special than the legendary Loretta Horn
0: legendary indeed and because of our subject i specifically wanted to get loretta here jonathan when you had said uh, to talk about christian movies and christian music because while she may not be a an official expert she is definitely an unofficial expert on christian movies and christian music of course I gave her exactly fifteen minutes to prepare for this, you know, which is probably fifteen minutes more preparation than both of us had combined. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be a host. I mean, be hosted by you. What? How does that work? Loretta, I don't know. That's what yeah.
0: There's hosting involved
1: in this. Yes, y'all are hosting, and I'm a guest, and this is a fine.
0: hostee, if you will.
1: Yeah all right the
0: recipient of hosting
2: so let's get to the topic what are y'all
0: uh loretta will go first of course because ladies first
2: we're gentlemen here um unless you want to tell on michael then we'll know the truth but anyway uh we pretend to be gentlemen um what are some of the first uh areas of christian music uh movie entertainment that you remember
1: growing up Oh, there, there really weren't any Christian movies necessarily that I remember growing up. I, my first Christian music was acapella, of course. Um, I remember going to acapella concerts at Oak Hills Church of Christ in San Antonio when they did um, this South Texas Youth Conference or something like that. And I was such a fangirl, like it was just the greatest thing ever to watch acapella live. Um, I don't even know if I had any cassettes <laughs> until, like, college. Remember whenever they handed out those? Was it a CD or cassette that they handed out? It was out? a cassette. Yeah, they handed out a cassette in 1995 um, at at Chapel one day at ACU. And it was the uh, free, what was it called? Set it.
0: Oh, man. No, it wasn't set me free. What Wasn't it... Uh...
1: Oh, I can't think. of it. I can't remember the name of it, but that was probably my the Brave first... Brave New World see, okay. album. That was Welcome my to f- a Brave New World. My first, um, I guess, cassette of Christian music. I really didn't uh, didn't grow up listening to Christian music. I bet Jonathan, you can guess what kind of music I listened to in Stockdale. I'm gonna guess good old country music. Well, my name is Loretta Lynn, so it only makes sense that. I listened to Garth Brooks and Riva McIntyre and Trisha Yearwood and um, Billy Ray Cyrus, Boot Scootin' Boogie. Um, I mean, just everything. Conway Twitty, Loretta Lynn, all, just all of them. I listen to a whole lot. I was the classic kicker in uh, in high school, I guess I would say. I haven't
0: heard that term in a long time.
1: <laughs> I remember that.
0: The kickers.
1: Yeah. Because well, they I, have boots. Yeah, I was rodeo queen for Pete's sake. Like
0: she has a belt
1: to prove it. Yeah, I we found my belt buckle last night. But um but yeah, I I guess I really wasn't raised. Maybe I don't even know if I'd heard of Steve Stephen Curtis Chapman or anything like that, because they were kind of bigger in the eighties and nineties. And um, you know, my friend and I were talking the other day and she said she had a Sandy Patty. Uh like that was her genre was Sandy Patty, Sandy Patty and a Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, but yeah, so
2: what about, what about you, Michael?
0: Well, all the way, acapella, I mean, AVB, yeah. free indeed. Uh, that, that was, uh, there were twins, twin women who were married to, and their husbands. That's how the group started. And we would go to Tulsa, Oklahoma at the workshops and we would listen to these new groups uh that would uh arise was one of them. You know, a lot of a lot of uh a cappella Christian groups. Of course the ones that that we would hear, you know, uh with my uh, Sounds of Glory was another one. You know, we we called them Sounds That Bore Me. And uh, I got in trouble uh when one of the members of Sounds of Glory heard me saying that once. I decided not to say that again. Um uh Oh, I don't even remember. I, I should names have been changed to protect the innocent, anyway. So you know, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say that they weren't. They really didn't bore me. They were a great group, and there were several others. Um, I mean, I remember Michael W. Smith for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> the Friends song.
1: Friends, friends. friends. Forever, the Lord's if the Lord the Lord of them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We uh, sang that one, I mean, a kabillion times at Peach Valley. A for kabillion
0: sure. at least. I remember hating that song so much because one year at camp, they, the girls would cry every time mm-hmm. we would sing that. So we would sing it 30 times one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just ready for it to die. You know, and we even, I remember hearing at school, you know, I mean, it was, it was one of those, those, uh, holdovers that kind of, uh, you know, and of course, Amy Grant, you know, what was in that time period. And, and, and I'm pretty sure Mark probably had a poster of Amy Grant, maybe (laughs) Debbie Gibson, one of the two that I kind of got mixed up between the (laughs) two sometimes.
1: I think Amy Grant and Shania Twain look a lot.
0: Shania Twain. Okay. And, you know, really saying saying about Loretta's love of country music, there was a lot of, of Christian influence in, in in one part of country music. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, you know, well, I, I mean, you look at, like, Vince Gill, who's now mar- married to Amy Grant. He, he's very, um, he's very much has that Christian influence and that gospel influence and gospel and bluegrass and country and those kind of things kind of all uh, meld together. And, I mean, the, the devil went down to Georgia. Who was well yeah for a soul to steal. Yeah.
0: very, very theological. Yeah.
1: You know.
0: Well and then Elvis. I mean, wasn't yeah. a lot of Elvis's hits, uh gospel hits. Yeah. You know, in the gospel genre.
1: And that's the only thing that he won um a um uh, what did he win? Like a like a Grammy. A, yeah, a Grammy. He he only won a Grammy for gospel music. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of that like uh
2: crossover it was almost like elvis had those two careers he had one in gospel and one in uh rock and roll and stuff like that um yeah so i'll go to, i'll go to me like uh growing up listening to christian music um acapella was obviously uh a, a connected theme with all of us i i, I remember when i was young dad at his group um and his
1: acapella singing group for those who
2: are listening who don't know um what was it what was the name of them Hearts of Praise.
1: Hearts of Praise. Hearts of Praise, yeah,
2: and uh, fantastic. I, I still love listening to them. I, I need a CD. I lost on my Hearts of Praise the CD, in like my thirty-five moves since I got one. But um, oh, they're they're floating
0: around somewhere, Jonathan. Don't be don't be afraid.
2: Somewhere, somewhere with Wilbur's books, they're sitting next to each other.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> but uh, but I remember you know listening to acapella and free indeed uh, that song. Dad tell me that a real man reads what a real man cried Such an 80s beautiful classic.
0: Good stuff. Uh,
2: but I, I I also remember what was that, oh my goodness, Michael, what was that little boy who sang at the workshop?
0: Timothy Tibbles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, Timothy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he changed boy. his name after a while. Tell me about Tibbles. Thank you. Timothy Tibbles was the envy of every, you know, eighth grade boy back in the day because he apparently, you know, he hadn't reached that magical age when your voice gets lower and he had that that false uh, falsetto and, yeah, kind of a Michael Jackson-esque, you know, when he was with the Jackson 5 kind of feel. And he had one song. It was some sad, depressing song that was a big hit of his. And all the all the you know the tween girls and even a few teen girls just loved Tim Tibbles. And he would come to the workshops, and he would have his own little little booth.
1: He had merch?
0: Oh, I'm I don't know about merch. I, I never I never really inspected. I'm sure that they did. I'm sure one of the parents was just like or or had an agent or something where they're like, this guy's going to be big, you know, and, and he was he was in the mix with all of the other. And I think he he might have opened for acapella before. I mean, he was he was big news. And so I, I kind of wanted to be a Tim Tibbles one of those days. You know, I wanted to be able to to have a solo career, you know, but but Mark was always holding me back. So, you know. You know how that goes. (laughs) Not really, not at all, but, but you know, me and Mark wanted to do, we talked about it when we did the music podcast that we wanted a little group uh, and we were, we, we almost got to sing for a congregation. We had all of our songs picked out and then I, I, maybe because of time or something they canceled and we weren't able to, to have our, our career flourish uh, as, as uh, soldiers of Christ. So, you know, that was a disappointment, but yeah, I mean, and there were a lot of these groups popping up in the 80s and 90s, uh, mainly from the success of a cappella. And they kind of drifted away uh, in the 2000s, and, and they stopped being a big thing in the Churches of Christ. I don't know if we just got tired of it, or if that next generation didn't weren't really interested. Or uh, part of it was that a that cappella kind of changed their format a little bit. I think they stopped traveling as much. They grew up, they had children, you know, got married. It used to be, I think with AVB, that if you got married, you couldn't be an AVB anymore. They're the Acapella Vocal Band, their little uh, spinoff group. And so there, it was a big commitment. They, they, they toured just like a regular group. And in fact, we knew one of the managers of Acapella and he talked about life on the road and it, it was difficult. And, you know, these guys, this was usually not their main career. They usually had other things going on. And some of the members of acapella ended up going on to do uh, music in different areas. One of them has a recording studio, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a hard job. And so you didn't have that many groups and I think life kind of gets in the way of some of that. So, uh, people started listening to less and less to a cappella christian music and more to to your uh mainstream yeah you know with that michael w smith dc talk jonathan
1: oh my god <laughs> jars, jars of clay
0: jars of clay yeah that was and, big and when those, we were in in college
1: i didn't even know about them until um until i one year at peach valley i remember one of our counselors, uh, she was talking about Jars of Clay and these different this different music. I'm like, what in the world is she talking about? It was almost like I didn't even know that there was a whole um, musical instrument realm to, to Christian music. I just didn't know that there was a, uh, air quotes, mainstream Christian music kind of thing out there uh, because I was just in country. <laughs> and if I was singing Christian music, if I was singing about God or Jesus it was at worship on Sunday morning. So um, I think that kind of started, you know, changing once I got to, once I got to ACU. And uh, one of the groups that I first listened to at ACU was Big Tent Revival. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Have you heard of them, Yaz? I have not. Okay, you need to look up Big Tent Revival. They were, they were really good. They might've had a concert on campus or something. And maybe that's how I was introduced to them. But, um, you know, after college, I think that's when, and having kids, that's when I really started listening to Christian music more. Gotcha. I, I also
2: remember, like, Christian rap. Like, when, mm-hmm. now, acapella, they, they did a little bit of rap. And of course they uh, I don't,
0: what was very it, loosely.
2: What was it in the 80s about
0: every Jamaican. completely white group trying to be Jamaican? I don't know. It it would not work today. Although, you know, that, yes, they got George Pendergrass to be, it was African-American to be that, you know, to do the lead in that, but it was still just, uh, now that I hear I I cringe a little bit, (laughs) you know, Uh, because yeah, I mean, it's the eighties. They did all sorts of crazy things in the eighties, but the Jamaican thing was one that every single group had to have a Jamaican song. And I think that it, you know part part of my struggle with Christian music in general is that my generation really uh there were there there was definitely Christian music out there, but it, it wasn't in the mainstream really. No. And there was a point, especially after college and, and marriage and kids, that Christian music became mainstream, that you had it on you had Christian radio stations, you had multiple artists you had you had an industry and so i think that part of the reason that we didn't weren't into it as much is that it wasn't really available back then you know it wasn't it wasn't a part of you know our our daily lives we we had other types of music but you didn't hear christian music uh generally
2: very true uh and going back out there was there was a guy named t-bone Do y'all remember him Oh, yeah. No. T-Bone. He was a Christian rapper. And I remember he had a song of what well, was pushing up Daisy, six feet underground. Last thing you heard was the shotgun sound. Did it go blam or did it go black? Wah, wah. Tell me what you're going to do <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> that was fabulous. Yeah. Thank you for that rendition. Now, now, part of it, Jonathan, is that you were more into rap. And because I think you were trying to blend that with Christianity there was a point where you're like, well, maybe I should listen to Christian rap, and not the other stuff, you know, cause there's, there's a market difference.
2: There, there, there is a little bit of a difference between Christian rap and uh, non-Christian rap, especially the 90s. Just a
0: little.
2: You know, there was people singing about Jesus. And then, uh, on the other, on the other hand, people were talking about uh, stabbing the devil in the heart and taking over hell. And um, yeah, you know, that was, well, oh
0: and, and I have to mention, Jonathan, growing up, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to mention Striper. I have to mention Striper. To Hell with the Devil was their big song. You know, the heavy metal hairband uh, Christian Striper. <laughs> and they were <laughs> they were great, you know? And we, we definitely me and Mark definitely listened to Striper. So I, I don't want to say there was no mainstream. There was definitely striper back in the eighties. I feel like <laughs> for, for
2: I feel like there was at least like one or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and then you had uh, another uh, crossover. Uh, you had Creed. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Even though they like cursed in their music, but like, <laughs> well, like, you know, they had they had a couple of songs that were. Uh, that were definitely Christian, you know, take, well, yeah,
0: can, absolutely take, Christian,
2: uh, was the big one. Can you take me higher? Um,
0: can you take arms, me
2: higher with arms wide open was a big one. Um, what was that one? Should have been dead on a Sunday morning, taking my, banging
0: my head, banging my head. Yep. That was good stuff.
2: Uh, that was my own prison. And so they had, they definitely, I remember, uh, at church camp one year people people talking about creed and then putting them on the speakers at uh at church camp and be like man this is good and so uh there was those there was those just every once in a while popping up but i feel like i don't know like when do y'all when do y'all feel like loretta will go first on this one when do y'all feel like christian music really exploded into its own genre what are some of those first bands and groups that you remember just really being everywhere
1: Um, that's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know if I remember exactly, you know, when it happened, but I know that there were a lot of groups that have been around for a while and then they just kind of took off like uh third day and mercy me. Um, those are some groups that, you know, they've been around for a while and now like third days retired, you know, they're retired and they're not, um, doing that anymore but i think whenever they started like um like a rock and worship work road tour or something like that yeah um or winter jam um those kind of things whenever they started taking it on the road um maybe more people just started listening i'm you know i'm not really i'm not really sure
0: well and they had those collections that that you had you remember those the
1: oh yeah the wow maybe whenever the wow they started worship. doing wow because you know they had now that's what i call music which was like you know, just the compilation of all of the, um, all the different, I guess, pop songs that were popular. Well, then they did wow, which was the Christian music version of now. Um, so they had those, I I had forgotten about those. Yeah.
0: And those were like early two thousands.
1: Yeah, it was probably early two thousands. Um, I don't know if there was also, I think American Idol kind of help that too, because there were quite a few, um, American Idol alums who are Christian music or who are in Christian music now, Mandisa, Danny Goki, um, Holland. Those are just a few of them that I know have, you know, got their start with American Idol. So I think American Idol might have opened up more people to that too. Um, but.
0: Well, don't forget Jesus take the wheel, you know, I mean.
1: Well, yes. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. So she's done some crossover. Yeah. Between country pop and Christian, I mean,
0: you even hear you you even hear Christian songs in movies now, and, and right. they're not
1: even they're not even it's not even a
0: Christian movie. It's right. just there.
1: Well, even like on um like on American Idol, whenever they play the the background music, whenever you know they're doing a background story on somebody or something, they play. People don't even realize. I think Lauren Daigle is one of the ones they played her music in the background, and people don't even know. Oh, that's that's a Christian artist until they're like, hey, that's a pretty cool song. Let me see who that is. And then they start listening to Lauren Daigle because they heard her background music on a on a television show.
2: Yeah, so it's really uh, it's really exploded to where there's, you know, you'll see multiple Christian radio stations. They Mm -hmm. have XM and, you know, it's everywhere now. Uh, What about Christian movies? Like, what are now, looking back, they
1: had, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Oh,
2: it's cool. They had like the Ten Commandments and uh, Ben-Hur, I guess, was Ben-Hur a Christian movie?
0: Yes. I mean, it's Christian based. It wasn't a biblical movie, but I mean, it included uh, Jesus Crucifixion in it, I believe. Uh, it was, It was you know, or, or at least Jesus, it, it involved Jesus in some way and uh been even though it was a very long movie um it was based in the time of Jesus and, and and during that time so it was definitely a christian based and jonathan really i mean early on 40s 50s christian movies were big and when i say big you know over 100,000 uh extras uh in in some in like some of these uh moving epics you know about moses and, and things like that
1: i remember watching that too whenever i was growing up and and that being like a two-part thing and it was on abc or or cbs or something yeah. like that and we would we as a family watched it and it was really you know seeing the plagues and seeing all of that stuff um happening mm-hmm. was just kind of it was it was weird to me, I guess
0: it was different because, I mean, it's the Bible. And, and even though obviously not everything was accurate, uh, Christian movies were were a big deal in Hollywood for a while. And then the, it sort of started, you know. Petering out after a while and you, you didn't really get a lot of Christian based movies, you got movies about the Bible here and there, right? Uh, but you didn't have a lot of Christian-based movies, especially when Hollywood became more um, antagonistic towards Christianity.
2: Did y'all ever see the uh, the Kirk Cameron Left Behind movies?
1: No, but Kirk Cameron was, of course, the immediately the first person that I thought of whenever you said Christian movies. But oh yeah, because I, I love Kirk Cameron. I'm a I'm a girl who grew up in the '80s and um, love 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 Kirk Cameron. Still love Kirk Cameron. But yeah, no, I never watched Left Behind. Did you?
2: I haven't. Now, uh, I remember Mr. T was in one of the Left Behind
1: movies. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. He's T is a, a Christian oh,
2: and, and a wrote a Mr. book T.
0: about his Christianity. I you know,
2: watched the clip with, with Mr. T in it um, just because I'm, I'm such a massive Mr. T fan. I personally think he's the greatest actor of all time.
0: As well and, you should
2: and i would argue to the death of, about that uh but um i i do remember uh bible man you oh you yes can, can you tell me a little bit could y'all tell me a little bit about bible man oh.
0: it, it was pure cheese
1: so so the guy who played bible man was on the show charles in charge yeah remember the show charles in charge with scott yeah. baio and his sidekick, his goofy friend with the curly hair, um, he ended up doing Bible Man. In fact, Jonathan, whenever we were cleaning out the um, the garage, we found, oh, it's, it's going into beeps. We found a Bible Man graphic novel, New Testament. Oh, my goodness. And it was incredibly colorful. And it's in pristine condition. Yeah. I mean, pristine condition. I would
0: say mint condition.
1: Yeah, mint is a good word for it. I, you know, I don't know if Bible Man was ever like what. Where was Bible Man on? Like, was he just
0: there? Was there was a Christian? I mean, there were a couple oh, of Christian,
1: Christian uh, broadcasts. Stations, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never watched Bible Man except maybe we got a DVD or something. I've, for I've, one of the kids. I've
0: I've seen a few episodes and it's it's definitely it puts the the corn in corny. You know, I mean, but. But it was all kids had if they were Christian kids and their parents didn't let them watch oh, a lot of the Veggie Tales. Well, and then Veggie Tales, of course, in the nineties, you know, was was huge. Uh, a lot of and, and they, even though this isn't movies, Veggie Tales was actually, I yeah. think, the first well, really well made. They have they had stuff before like Davy and Goliath and things like that, and they had all of those film strips and things that. And, and the little Bible shows. And, and when I would go to Tulsa at the workshop, the, the t- soul winning workshop back in the 80s, they would always have some kind of animated cartoon that was supposed to be well made. And this was going to change things. And it just never really took in, in the you know public setting. But VeggieTales was big.
1: VeggieTales was huge. I really, I mean, I appreciate the cleverness of VeggieTales and how they... Explain things for kids, and so I think they did make a movie or two. I know they made several movies. They had several movies. Pirates our, who did
0: don't do anything right. was a movie, you know. Yeah, it was even. It was
1: even. Whenever we were in George West, I remember going to the Pirates who don't do anything yeah. at the theater and taking Jillian. Yeah, they play. had a
0: movie about Jonah. I mean, I, I know it's not your typical Christian movie, but people loved it, and it was and it wasn't just Christians who liked it. I mean, it was a big kids movie. Absolutely.
2: Uh, what is that? I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so those were those real big. Now, to me, when Christian movies really started exploding, was uh, Passion of the Christ.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Jim Caviezel, one of the greatest. When I say greatest actors, I mean it, you know, not in just a cheesy Mr. T kind of way, but One of the greatest actors of his time. You take take that back right now about Mr. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll have to debate that later. Uh, But Jim Caviezel had already been very successful in movies. Uh, The Count of Monte Cristo is one of his best, I think. Uh, He had been on a lot of, he had had a successful TV show. And nobody saw The Passion of Christ coming. Mel Mel Gibson was a director. Uh, he, it was right before he had a bunch of personal problems that kind of threw him out of Hollywood's, you know,
1: graces, graces for a funny.
0: while, but it, it, it was one of the most controversial movies ever made. It was one of the best selling Christian movies. Ever. It was rated
1: R. So people yeah. even in the Christian, well, let's, I'm going to be honest right here. I, I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah. I We, we even owned we it. We owned and it. Neither of us ever saw it and I wanted to see it, but part of me didn't. Because it, the crucifixion has always been to me a personal thing, and I, and I, at the time I was like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ta- I don't want to create an image in my head, you know, that somebody else made. But at the same time, I, I've I've always wanted to sit down and see it. But I've heard how difficult it is to watch. But it was it was a game changer. It, it brought a lot of people to to Jesus. It, it, bottom line you know
2: it i i, I watched it in theaters with um with dad uh oh. and um and mom and maybe somebody else i can't remember anyway when i watched it it was a very very emotional experience to see that to see that on screen for sure um it was graphic i mean the, re- the reason it was rated r i mean obviously there was no uh, right cursing or titties or anything like that you know why it's usually rated r but it was, um, you know, it was just graphic. I mean, the the, the beatings, the um, the blood. Um, it's you don't forget it. But I think it was also very well made. It showed Jesus yeah. in a um, in a light that wasn't totally serious. You know, it kind of showed the playful side of Jesus, the um, the the child side. You know, it was just it was just a very well made movie, and. I would say that was the first well-made Christian movie, with, as far as Hollywood, you know, standards. In, in decades.
0: Yeah, modern time for sure.
2: In decades, and yeah, it was just such a phenomenon, and people all over. I mean, you talk to anybody; it was a it was controversial. People either hated it or loved it. Um, I'd say pretty much all the Christian people who saw it were, it was it was a positive thing. Um, and all the secular people had, you know, there was an appreciation for it in Hollywood because it was a one way movie, but, um, a lot of people said it was anti-Semitic or I don't know, let's not get into yeah. that, but, um, that thing really sparked some, some stuff. And then I, I think the next big movement was, um, who are those brothers that make
1: all the movies now? Kendrick. It's the Kendrick brothers. Okay. What, what was the first movie they made?
0: Fireproof, fireproof, and I saw no. Fireproof. Actually,
1: no. actually, there's one before fireproof. Um, oh, what is it called? Um, it's I'll have to look. It's called. I'll, I'll let you know soon. Um, but I was thinking too. You know, after they made uh, the Passion of the Christ, then maybe people in the Christian world were like, "Well, maybe we can make movies too." You know, um, like maybe that's something
0: good movies that, that
1: we could do too and and I mean really there was some there's some cheese in some of the things but oh, yeah. but um no they actually the the very first Kendrick Brothers movie was Flywheel in two thousand three which I've never heard of but the second one was an 06, facing the Giants.
0: Oh yeah
1: which you did you watch that one Yaz? I did we um I watched it uh and recently we had a screening in our church of facing the Giants. I, I love that movie. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for any movie with uh, football in it too, because like Friday night lights is one of my favorite television series to watch, even though it's not Christian, but whatever. But um, facing the giants they made before, before they made fireproof, but fireproof was, they've got, you know, Kurt Cameron in it, which everybody knows Kurt Cameron. So they thought, you know, that would be a, a good one. And then, the follow-up to that was Courageous, which I watched Courageous, but I remember much about it. Yeah, um, uh, like
2: they were all like recommitting to their marriage, and there was a death there, and fatherhood, and
0: yeah. yeah. Well, in the time Jonathan, they I think they finally realized who their target audience was. They would they would send, you know discounts to churches yeah, media
1: packets and
0: and and they they printed books for fireproof that yeah, was they have bible to try studies. to help with yeah. marriages and things and they finally realized that you know there's a christian majority especially evangelicals who ate this stuff up and really loved it and the people who were producing it were really trying to produce good christian movies now did, were they always successful that that's debatable i mean in terms of of just a good well-made movie it, it's it's you know maybe maybe not but successful absolutely i mean they had a lot of, of great success in it and it, even some secular movies ended up having more christian themes right in them uh there were a couple i, I can't think of the name uh I think it was Tommy Lee Jones did one. Was it? Was it called The Apostle? Was that it? Hmm. Could be. He was. I he was know. a. He was a preacher that he cheated on his wife, or his wife cheated on him. He cheated on his wife, and he killed her. the The youth minister that she was having an affair with, and then he went on to kind of find he he had been in this big church, and he was very you know good at speaking. And ended up going to a small church on the run and just just being evangelistic. And the church just exploded with growth. You know, I think it was called The Apostle. Um, yeah. But that was that was kind of interesting to see, because this was a, a big Hollywood named guy. And he, uh, you know, it, it, it found some six, some critical success, some critical acclaim. And even though it wasn't a perfect movie in terms of Christian theme. It had some Christian themes in it. It had the theme about, you know, just putting away all of the the, the, the things that that made a church popular or made a church grow and just doing evangelism. And that, that was kind of an interesting thing. That, that was an older movie. But you saw more movies like that. You saw War Room was really big uh, in theaters with, with uh, evangelicals. And Hollywood suddenly found out, hey. We can make money off of Christians. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know. And I think that's whenever for me that I knew that things were getting big, whenever they were actually having a release date and being released in our theaters. You know, our local theaters. Um, yeah, you saw it,
0: you saw it in movie theaters, right. advertised along with these big Hollywood movies because they knew that this stuff would sell, and they knew that people would would watch it absolutely
2: you know i remember uh god's not dead being very. oh yeah that was that was kind of meant to be uh a movement thing like uh you know i I think at the end of the movie you had everybody text your friends god's not dead and they were really the start of movement there and i think they've had at least two more i don't know if they've made a God's dead or i'm sure they will but
1: uh. <laughs> right well kevin sorbo was in it i mean yeah. can you go wrong
0: with yeah kevin sorbo? kevin sorbo he's kind of like the the next level um actor you know se- secular actor turned christian actor
1: well know? do you remember um highway to heaven
0: Oh, yeah, with, with Michael Landon. Right.
1: Highway to Heaven. And then what was the other one with um, the Angel one? Uh, those Touch, were Touch My an Angel. Angel. Yeah, both of those were, I mean, you, could you get more Christian than God and Angels? Like, And they were on primetime.
0: Yeah, and they were popular. I, I think there's always been an audience for that. But I think the difficulty is that Christian producers...
1: It's about money.
0: Yeah, it's money. <laughs> it's and, money, and it and it's it takes a lot of money to make even a, a cheap movie, and so unless you have a lot of money behind it, it's hard to make a good movie because they're they're still looking at the bottom line. They're still saying, "Hey, can we can we make a profit off of this? Can we sell it?" You know, and so I think they realize if we're going to compete with the the big guys, we we've got to make a movie that's not so in your face you know, saying the sinner's prayer kind of thing or whatever, which, which I, I've seen that in some of these movies where, where they literally sit down and say the sinner's prayer. And, you know, I understand their intentions, but if you're going to reach an unchurched world, then you have to be more subtle. Uh, the Passion of Christ didn't try to preach, you know, a, a, a gospel in a secular movie, couch it in a secular movie. They just preach the gospel, you know, and and um, and uh, there's some, go ahead. Uh, um,
2: anyway, uh, so there's there was some like comedy Christian movies like kind of the uh, Bruce Almighty.
0: Yeah, which good. oh, I, that's that's one of those that it has some Christian themes, but I definitely wouldn't call it a Christian movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was some questionable. Uh, if you're talking about a Christian uh thing and that's the thing is you know they they did the noah movie which was kind of but which was made by an atheist and they had rock creatures in it you know and you had it, you had uh um the 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 one where bruce almighty becomes noah or something you know Mighty. um evan what was it evan Evan almighty or something like that almighty with, uh, steve Carell with steve corral with and and i think you know the thing was it never really when you don't have christian behavior tied into a christian movie it's it's a little bit harder to call it you know quote-unquote christian movie but it's definitely influenced by christianity and and i think go ahead
2: i'm sorry i was just gonna say like i think uh you made a good point there there's there's a lot of movies that christian audiences haven't uh, embrace like, um, what was it? The, didn't they make one about the flags of Egypt? Hmm. Exodus. No, Exodus, Exodus. They made them. They made an Exodus.
0: Yes. Well, and then and, there was the animated King of Egypt movie. Oh, Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Yeah.
2: That was actually a, a big, that was very and, great.
0: And it was, it was good. I mean, it, it, but you know, it, Sometimes I think there's two audiences. There's, there's people who are Christians who appreciate Christian themed movies. And then there are a group of Christians who really like the sappy Christian movies or, or the, the very intentional Christian movies. And the thing is, with the God's Not Dead and Fireproof and things, I think the target audience are Christians. And maybe Christians who aren't really strong in their faith might benefit from it. But if you're talking about non-Christians, it's very hard to make a movie that convinces people to follow Jesus. It's, it's, I think with the you know with, with a, a few movies you, you've kind of reached over and, and, and touched on that, I think that Christian influence movies are, are a good thing because it, it puts Christianity in, in, a, in a better light. You know, it 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 portrays actors and actresses playing parts that aren't hypocrites.
1: Right. Well, I I think one um, there was another Rated R Christian movie um, that just came out last year called Unplanned. Mm. Did you see that one, Jonathan?
2: I didn't. Is that the one about abortion?
1: Yes, that's uh, that's about uh, Abby Johnson, who was big uh, in Planned Parenthood. And, um, it was very controversial too. And I went to it and it was a very hard movie to sit through. And at the same time, it was truth. Like you, it was, it was really, I felt like it was, it was very well done. Um, and I'm guessing it's probably based off of a book that she wrote, but you know, one of the, it's hard to get your brother to go see a Christian movie. Am I right? Or am I right?
0: Uh, Well, it's because of, of their track record. A lot of them aren't that good. You know,
1: right, but he won't even try. So, a lot of them he won't try. One of the for me, one of the best movies that originated from a book, from a Christian book, from a Christian perspective, is called The Shack. Now, I know The Shack is a controversial book in the Christian world, but just read it as a you know, as a fictional book. Have you read the book?
2: I haven't. Okay, I've heard of it,
1: okay, have you seen the movie? I have not seen the shack. Okay, I want to challenge you to see the shack because here, here's what I think of about the shack. For me, the shack helps us uh, helps to explain better the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit kind of thing working three in one, which is really, really hard to explain to kids, to teenagers. Um, and if you say, okay, this is not the Word of God necessarily, but this helps us help. Help our earthly minds wrap around um, wrap around this whole Trinity thing and and how God loves us, like how deep that is and how um, it just kind of puts things more in a, oh, I don't know, in a context that, that's easier to understand, um, which I love that um, about The Shack. So I want, I want to challenge you to watch it. If you can watch The Cheese that you watch on purpose, then you can watch The Shack on purpose.
2: I Will watch it. I, I've actually since I've become a youth minister, I've been watching a whole lot more Christian movies. And my wife, you know, Amber loves them too. Yeah, uh, what was the most recent one that came out? Um, it, was it uh, the Jeremy Camp movie?
1: Oh, yeah, I can. Uh, no, 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 I still believe.
2: Yes, that was that was a really, I, I really think that there's some momentum going before with the uh, the biography movies for these yep. christian artists yeah uh, i can only imagine was fantastic uh, it was excellent i still believe was really good too and so i think that that is another direction that hollywood is going with uh christian movies is having these biopics of these famous artists i feel like toby mack has to be next
1: i i do too i mean talk about a guy who's been like a staple through um through Christian music, I mean, was he in? Uh, he wasn't in Jars of Clay. What was he in? DC Talk. Oh, he was in DC Talk. That's right. He was in DC Talk. So was the guy that's the lead singer of. Oh gosh, why can't I remember things? Oh
2: man. Uh, oh, the News God's boys. not
1: dead. He's surely alive. Yeah, Good that boy. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Newsboys. Yes. So um so I I love. Toby Mac. His concerts, that's another thing. I'm kind of obsessed. I, well, I haven't been to a concert in quite a while, though. I love going to Christian concerts. I love taking my kids. I want them to see the fun side of, um, you know, of Christianity, of just the, the fun side of people, and, like, we're not all prudes, and um, I just remember Toby Mac's concert was so legit like it was just it was just the best concert i've ever been to in my life um and i've seen mandisa and holland and third day and skillet oh my goodness if you like rock like skillet is the place to be um you know skillet's just a great they're a great great band but i'm sorry we kind of go in movies and music but yeah y'all i agree with you i think that um i think a toby mack movie would be amazing
0: well and here's the thing I, what I, I think this proves is that there is a whole subculture. Music, movies, authors, mm-hmm. you know, there there's a Christian world. And it's a good thing because people need, you know, kids especially need options. Yep. Um, NF is, is
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah. one of Jillian's favorite artists. He's a rapper and he's a, a good rapper. I mean, he's very good. And he wouldn't call himself necessarily a Christian rapper. He would say he's a rapper that's Christian, you know. Right.
1: Like I feel he like he has some Eminem influence in the Yeah, but but sometimes.
0: at the same time, his stuff is very deep and very powerful. Sure. And, and Great and, writing. You know, Christian in its in its uh, and and I think that subculture has provided people. Um, who was the girl that that Jillian liked so much? Colin. Oh no, the the girl that that. Uh, you know the about the say, white Southen? boots,
1: Jamie Grace, Jamie Grace, Jamie Grace. Yep. yeah,
0: Jamie Grace, so big and and when Jillian was growing, you know, and was first a teenager and just loved. And we
1: we went to see Jamie Grace, and I took her to a concert, and she stood in line and waited for Jamie Grace to sign her poster. And for me as a mom, I think it's great to give those options to our kids to to tell them, you know mainstream isn't all where it's at you know we need to give them more options if you like this kind of music you really just like the sound of it that's why i like apologetics oh i forgot to mention apologetics oh yeah uncle tony introduces to apologetics and they're like the weird owl of christian music
0: um they take they take secular songs popular songs beatles you know rock songs whatever mainly rock and they would they made, Put, basically make versions of those songs that, that are Christian, Christian versions. The, uh, lyrics. And while that's not necessary, I think it's good to have an option for kids who are into music and there's so diff- many different genres of music, but, you know, are Christians and, and don't want so, sort of the, you know, all the things that go along with secular music entering into their lives Or for parents who want to encourage kids to get into those things.
2: Um, And same
0: thing with movies, you know,
2: let's go ahead and shift the music. I got about five minutes before I got to get out, but um, let's go ahead and shift the music. What are some, uh, I'll start out and then we'll go Loretta, then we'll go Michael. What are some um, good Christian artists out there now that are, that you just dig? I'd say for me, I really got into Christian rap with, when Andrew kind of introduced me to Lecrae and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, some of, some of his people, uh Andy Maneo and Dashi and all those kind of people, like I found that that uh, genre of Christian rap was has been very, very strong in the past uh ten, fifteen years. It used to be pretty cheese ball, but um I think it's really uh it's really gotten great. Um I got into Christian ska, which I don't think. <laughs> makes- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's it's it's, it's ball, but hey I, I've re- I discovered Christian Ska I'm like what there's Christian Ska because I like punk music I like Ska music and so uh, I discovered some of the old Christian Ska from the 90s um, oh. I discovered groups now or it could be from, I don't know what, what I don't know when they came out but there's a group called the Insiders uh, there is that group that did, uh, Dandy Lions, like Five Iron Frenzy, and um, groups like that that I really got into. And then uh, I really—they're just every once in a while there's some. I think the the Newsboys are good. Um, Toby Mac is, is great. Um, what was Mary Mary like? Um, yep. Some of the gospel stuff is is, is fantastic. Uh, so there's there's a lot out there. It's becoming more and more available and more and more uh mainstream i mean you go to like spotify there's a christian section uh right there um it's not hard to find uh, it's all over youtube um i mean it's everywhere uh it, it, it went as it used to be difficult to access now it is easy to I- access and so that's a wonderful thing yeah. uh, what about you loretta what are some of the stuff you and 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 your kids are into now.
1: Well, some of our, some of our people overlapped, which is great. Um, Andy, which I really want to say his name is Andy Mineo, but I think it's Mineo, whatever. Um, I'll say it wrong all the time. Uh, But I saw him in concert was, he was excellent. Uh, Toby Mac, Lecrae, Lecrae's on my, on my list of people to see before I leave this world. Um, For King and Country, I really like those guys. Um, They're so good. NF, like Michael said, Matthew West, uh, Lauren Daigle, which Lauren Daigle has, I mean, she's taken a lot of flack for, I guess, some shows that she's been on uh, promoting her her album, but she has a great um, voice, a great message, great writing, Uh, Third Day and Mercy Me, both of those guys, both of those groups um, are full of guys that are just really uh, great writing, um, great message. Skillet I like, Um, Holland, Mandisa, uh, and then, of course, Toby Mac. Just really appreciate him. And, you know, his family has struggled a lot this year with the passing of his son. And um, I just, the fact that he's still putting things out and and still, um, you know, it's just a a tough time. And so I think just to know that these people are real also. I mean, we grieved Jillian and I whenever I told her that his son passed away, um, which his son had done some work on his albums, and um, and he was also a singer himself, and so it was just, you know, hard to go through that um, with him, too, so yeah, but that's kind of who I'm listening to. Uh, Jillian might even have a few more than, than I have, uh, but yeah, that's it, Michael. Well,
0: you know, I really like a lot of the Christian hymn writers, Getty Music, Keith Getty. Uh, uh, I like uh, Lynn DeShazo, the uh, writer of uh, ancient words, I, I really like some of those that are moving towards the modern hymn that that sound modern, but you know that, that that translates well into to worship music, and I really do like NF. Jillian has gotten me a lot into NF, and I I, I kind of have an eclectic sort of uh, list of songs that I listen to on a regular basis from a lot of different genres, but when I listen to Christian music, it's usually NF. And I just, you know, I like his style and, and it's good to run to, you know, when I'm running, that's usually when I listen to music. So, uh, but I do like some of the modern hymn writers and, and some of the new hymns that are coming out that are, that are making their way now to, to, uh, acapella singing as well, you know, in churches. So that, um, that's kind of where I am.
2: Region Harmony is, um, you know the son of Keith Lancaster. I I think that, he's, they're oh, on yeah. YouTube, they're on Spotify. I like I like a lot of the stuff they're doing. Um, when I go to you know Church of Christ youth conferences, we'll try to sing some of those songs, and so I really like that. Uh, what I was gonna mention. All right, this is really funny. So, uh, I went last year on my family vacation with uh, Amber's family. We try to get together once a year besides Christmas and. Uh, We were in Arkansas at one of the big theme parks there. I can't remember the name of it right now, Um, but I, we had, Amber's sister has four little kids. I think the oldest is uh, a year younger than Joshua. So he's about 11. And then um, the youngest is like less than a year old. And so these kids, you know, they 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 were following me around, and then um, we were taking them on rides and all this kind of stuff. Me and Amber were like, you know, let's take a break, let's do something for just me and her. And so we went to we went to look for this these bands because there was performances at these theme parks, like you know there there always is. And by accident, we ended up at this concert called Southern Rays, and we really liked them. And I've continued hey. to to listen to them uh they're a bluegrass band that um not all of their not all of their stuff is christian but basically most of it is and um i just think they're fantastic they're they're uh siblings uh probably homeschooled um (laughs) and they're (laughs) they're they're really good so uh that's a band for y'all to check out southern race stupid I really like them, but uh, I am about to have to go pick somebody up. So, uh, guys, I, I, Loretta, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I, um, I've i had a lot of fun.
0: Yes.
2: All right. Well, do um, y'all have any final closing words?
0: Uh, you know, I would just say that uh, we need to, to really consider that whether what, what is it, what you're watching or what goes into your ears, mm-hmm. you know, that's what goes into your heart. And so there are good, even if you're not watching a Christian movie, a Christian based movie or a, a movie with Christian influences. And if you're listening to music, there's a lot of better options than some of this stuff. I uh, even, even like weird Al, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a member of the church church of Christ. He's, uh, his songs are, are clean. You know, I mean, there are always options for the music we love and we don't have to listen to things because right. we like them that might be uh, or watch things that might not be good for us. We, we need to be thoughtful in the fact that there are artists out there creating movies and music and other other forms of entertainment that that really are better for Christians, a better option for Christians right. than some of these other things.
1: There's yep. Yes, for sure. And just parents, know what your kids are listening to. Oh, yeah. Bottom line, <laughs> know what your kids are listening to, because whatever, and like Michael said, whatever goes into their ears is going to go into their heart and it will come out their mouth and it will show in their fruit. And so that's just my big that's my. I'm preaching that all the time. Be aware. Absolutely. All right.
2: Well, we'll have to have you on another time, Loretta. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Sounds good. you go. So this is the Four Brothers podcast. Sorry.